we talked during the season that maybe we don't criticize Sean McDermott enough. I know he's one of these guys. There, there are a few of them that can walk across the water, as you like to say. Like he can walk across Niagara Falls right into Canada. Um, Sean McDermott is one of these guys, and he's earned that. That's one. But I've seen it. I think there's, I think there's a real weakness in his game. I think it's in the minutia. It's been a relatively slow start to the new league year for the Bills. They're kind of easing their way in this year. Uh, but there have been some key additions, some key departures, some key resignings. We'll pick our way through the first wave of free agency here coming up next. And also, how should we feel about Sean McDermott potentially taking over defensive play calling? We're talking all that and more coming up. But first and foremost, welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined as always by Nick Woten. It's the Bills Wire podcast powered by the USA Today Network. Nick, it's been a minute, man. How the hell are you? We're doing good. We're just uh, swimming through the off season. That is the Buffalo Bills, and um, unfortunately, a little bit less uh, fun than last year. But uh, that's, I guess, kind of the aftermath of when you sign. Uh, I don't know a first ballot Hall of Famer and Von Miller like a year ago, and this year you grab the interior offensive lineman is probably your best deal. But hey, you know they're all important. It's all eleven for a reason. So uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go, Connor McGovern. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be like better be, be a first ballot Hall of Famer too. <laughs> Prize free agent signing the guard, Connor McGovern. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like yeah, it. That's it. That's it. But they're all important for the Bills at this point, I think, in the offensive line. But yeah, Ryan, it's been uh, it's been a solid solid off season so far. We all we all I think, especially in a place like Buffalo, after the way last year ended, we need a little bit of a away from football time. And uh, yeah, good to be good to be back in the swing of uh, you know free agency rumors, signings. Uh, grinding the tape on this guy I previously never heard of and uh getting right into the nfl draft uh, before you know it honestly it's about a month away now so nfl draft right around the corner then then otas then all of a sudden we're kicking the ball off and the 2023 2023 season's underway but uh yeah for now though ryan we're doing well yeah i could just hear bills fans when they announced the signing of deontay hardy being like yeah i love that guy and then being like wait who the hell's that let me let me look up his uh, youtube <laughs> highlights from the saints and then curveball they look up his youtube highlights and the, nothing shows up because he changed his name <laughs> that's so. true he did change his name he did change his name that's true i can't even remember what it was i'm going with deontay hardy from now harris. on yeah harris, harris, harris. harris. I, guess, I guess according to john uh, john sigler at uh, saints wire the fans even though we're going to get more into hardy at some point but apparently he endeared himself very much to the fans because he changed his last name to to i guess you know honor his stepdad uh which obviously an influential person in his life and he did it on christmas day too i i noticed so that's a quite a christmas gift i guess huh yeah that's quite the gesture uh, I, I don't know if i would ever do anything like that for anyone in my family <laughs> no one means that much to me nick yeah unfortunately yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mostly everyone has the last same last name but yeah it's true guess, hey you know shout out shout out to uh shout out to i guess you know mr harris whoever he is uh got 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 deontay to the buffalo bills i guess in a, in a way if you think about it so uh, let's hope that let's hope that works out and uh, we can all give a little a little tip of the cap to him <laughs> for sure yeah well we got deontay hardy we do have a harris damian harris which Bills oh, fans, I think, that. I like that transition. <laughs> like I that? like that transition. Mid season form, on. go off, King. Mid season form, uh, who I think Bills fans will like because he's a good little back, and you know they stole him from the Patriots, so that's you know that's always going to be good. But you know, there's a couple key departures. Obviously, Tremaine Edmonds getting the bag from the Bears, right? Bag of money, highest four year linebacker contract for the NFL. I think Tremaine Edmonds got. Uh, obviously, yes. yes. Yep, Isaiah McKenzie getting released, which open the door for Deontay Hardy to come in. Devin Singletary, I think last night, Nick, we're, we're speaking on 
uh, Tuesday here. Nick uh, Devin Singletary off to the Houston Texans, so he's gone. Uh, you mentioned McGovern, so there's been some key additions. Obviously, the Bills have also signed some guys. Dane Jackson, Jordan Poyer was a big one. Matt Milano, not a free agent, but he got a, an extension. So now that we're through this first wave of free agency, quote-unquote, what do you think about the Bills? Have they gotten better? Have they gotten worse, Nick? Have they stayed about the same? Like, what do you think? Super Bowl. What else do you want me to say? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, you, you, the big, the huge, massive question at this point. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, I don't know, if the Bills already kind of, it seems like maybe they've almost already kind of submitted to the idea that they're going to have to take a middle linebacker and i think that's going to be really to answer your question where do we see the bills it really just depends on that Tremaine edmonds replacement for me i mean he 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 had his best season um for for his career took him five years still very young but i think there's also room i mean being the ever optimist and hopeful that i always am and definitely not you know uh mean or you know backhanded comments ever come from me ryan uh but i think there's even room to be honest it's gonna sound crazy there might even be room to upgrade from him he had a great great season last year but prior to that i mean so many people are forgetting for about four years in a row after that people were like well i don't know about this kid you know he's young he's big but uh, for me i i you know I'm not saying that Mr. Grind the film, but he definitely early in his career, Edmonds would over pursue um, in terms of the run game. He would miss some tackles. Um, great, great athleticism. But depending on it, I mean, if the Bills hit hit this pick, um, you know, the I assume pick. I shouldn't say pick. I assume pick because at this point, it's like where are they going to go with a middle linebacker veteran? It's they kind of seem submitting to the fact that it's either going to be. Terrell Dodson or Terrell Bernard, the rookie they took last year, third rounder that they didn't really even play. And he kind of looks uh, identical to Matt Milano. Uh, looks like that smaller kind of linebacker and you kind of want a bigger guy there in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think how the Bills look right now, I think for me, has a lot to do with uh, this Edmonds replacement, how it comes, what happens. And, uh, yeah, and, of course, that is a tip of the cap, I guess, to maybe Brandon Beam or tip of the cap to whatever fate led Jordan Poyer back to the bills, because I think one thing that's going to happen is they're going to, they're going to rely on this secondary a lot. And for good reason, because Jordan Poyer is back. You got another year of Kyer Elam first round talent. Didn't really play up to that last year, but hopefully that's even better with a healthy Tredavious white across from them. The basically that whole secondary, because one of the NFL's best is rolling back. Hopefully that defensive line can, can kind of hold its own a little bit more and uh, yeah, I think then defensively the Bills can um, can hopefully hopefully churn along with a new middle linebacker, and they should be right in the discussion as one of the best teams of the AFC again. Because again, I just said all that rambling. It doesn't really matter, Ryan. No, because they still have Josh. Josh Allen. Allen. Doesn't really matter. Josh Allen. <laughs> I just said all that just to come to. They still have Josh Allen. Football Jesus. Josh Allen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's it's it's a good point. Behind Bernard, Dodson, and Milano for at linebacker, there's uh not much. The cover's kind of bare right now. If you if you pull up the uh, the the depth chart, so they have to add someone, whether it's a veteran, whether it's a rookie in the draft, whatever undrafted guys, like they're gonna have to fill out uh, linebacker and maybe find maybe find us a, a new starting middle linebacker. That would be interesting. Um, in terms of guys, they actually brought in. Uh, I will say this. We mentioned Damian Harris, Nick, and I, I love this signing for the Bills. I think he is kind of a perfect little tandem for James Cook. Uh, now, I, I don't think Damian Harris is going to be here forever. It might just be a one-year thing, right? 
but he is more of like that physical between the tackles kind of back who Brandon Bean's been saying that he wants. And I just think he runs like his life depends on it. He runs really hard. He tries hard. He, he played at Alabama, but he's kind of one of these kids that has a chip on his shoulder. I think he was drafted in the third round, maybe fourth round, third round by the Patriots. Uh, and he's just a good back. Like 2021, he rushed for 15 touchdowns. <laughs> so, I mean, if the Bills could have a running back that could actually help Josh Allen around the goal line, I think that would be good. That'd be a good thing. Last year, he he had a down year last year. He battled injuries and the Patriots had Ramadre Stevenson kind of break out. So not a lot of production last year. But again, in 2021, 15 rushing touchdowns for Damian Harris. And it just makes a lot of sense because I think the Bills drafted James Cook to replace Singletary, right? But now they needed that replacement for Zach Moss. They needed that bigger, more physical back. And I think Harris kind of, he checks that box, doesn't he, Nick? Yeah, that's, I mean, I was going to defer to you a bit and just say, yeah, I think he does because, uh, I mean, James Cook, I, I you got to think that he at some point will, you know, maybe become uh, maybe become a little bit of a, I don't want to say bulkier back, but, you know, just somebody somebody that they maybe can uh, can can rely on more more downs, if you will. I mean, he seemed really, really very much just like a receiving back, right? Um, and that's kind of what they said. Well, they kind of said that, too, about Devin Singletary. Ironically enough, he, he didn't have a lot of when he came out in the Bills draft, and I'm the one thing against him is he couldn't catch the ball. So maybe they're trying to, with James Cook, say, hey, this guy can catch the ball. Now let's teach him how to run with it. Not that Singletary did anything bad. But, yeah, I think that Damian Harris, at least to me, at least on paper, um, I mean, you just look at these two guys. They seem Damian Harris a little bit more of the early down special. Um, I mean, it seemed like he was always in a tandem of some sort in New England, um, or at least, you know, when he would play the Bills, um, because, you know, I mean, he would, he would, with Stevenson, he would have someone else, but it was always Harris that we were always looking at the back of his jersey as he was running down the field 70 yards or something. He did have some games. He did have some games against the Bills. He did three out of his, he has four games in his career against the Bills, three. He's been over 100 yards and, uh, he has four total touchdowns against the Bills in four games. So really some 40 chess there by the Bills taking that away from the Patriots in the division and <laughs> so adding it's like it a Belichick move. I'm just going to take this guy on my team. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he, I think that is a good tandem. Um, interestingly, I think <laughs> I gotta say Ryan and hopefully, uh, Mel Kiber doesn't ever listen to our podcast, but if he does welcome Mel, um, I think he just got lazy last night and he finished his, he finished his latest mock draft for ESPN, you know, the world famous insider Mel Kiper. And he put, uh, but with by, by John Robinson, the, uh, running back yes. from Texas to the bills. <laughs> and I was like, uh Oh, and he just kind of wrote in, I don't care that they, they, they signed Damien Harris. And I was like, well, I just think you didn't want to edit your, your story here for the last couple of picks. Cause it really doesn't, I don't know. I can't really see the bills taking a first round running back when no, you got Damien that's not Harris. a need. That's not a need. Yeah. That's not a need anymore at all there, Mel. Um, he just said, you know, it's a luxury pick or whatever and uh, whatever. But I think that this Damien Harris, I'm very intrigued. I would have probably said, and I would have taken Damien Harris a little bit earlier in free agency. He was a guy that to me would, would was, almost off the bill's radar. Like I'm like, this guy is flash. He's been injured, but maybe, you know, you see those guys go to another team. Someone will get them. And when the, when I, when that came across, I was like, Whoa, the bills, Damien Harris. I really like this. Uh, get him with James cook. Hopefully he can stay healthy again. That's a big thing. But yeah, I mean, he just reads as his bigger back, the thing the bills haven't had. And he's, I mean, let's, let's face it a little bit more uh, uh, realistically. The bills have had two ends of the spectrum here. They've had, Zach Moss, who never really proved it in the NFL and, and unfortunately fizzled out in terms of the Bills' bigger back or every down back build. 
then they had Frank Gore, who maybe at that point when he was with the Bills did it too much in the NFL because he was kind of on his last legs <laughs> yes. there. But now you got Damien Harris, you know, fifth year in the league, uh, kind of in the prime of his career. And I, I, I honestly, I, I love this movie. I, I couldn't tell you what my favorite move with the Bills free agency was if we recorded this yesterday, Ryan, but now I can. And it's definitely Damien Harris. And I mean, it was, it was really music to my ears, everything you were saying. Like, like you said there, uh, Bills fans should really be happy when you got got a New Englander on this podcast going, this guy runs like it's his last snap every time he touches the ball. That's, that's, I mean, that's going to endear himself to Bills fans without a doubt. Yeah, I think it'll be a good fit. I really do. I was just like, when that, when that got announced, I was like, ah, man, that's, that's a good spot for Damian Harris. And, and I get it for both sides. I mean, the Patriots are going to start featuring Stevenson because uh, he's a stud. He's a stud. So yeah, I love the Harris move. It makes sense. I don't think the Bills need to go running back in the first round. <laughs> I don't have Mel Kiper. I don't. I agree with you, Nick. I'm I think, telling you, I saw that and I was like, <laughs> my man just got tired. He put no. in too much effort and he was done. Now, the Bills <laughs> like to draft running. This. The Bills do a good job drafting running backs, but maybe do that with one of your two fifth round picks or something like that. You know, you don't have to do it. You have to do it in the first round. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so I love Damian Harris. Not so in love with the Deontay Hardy move, not because I think he sucks, uh, but just because I. Eh, you know what I mean? Just not moving the needle for me. I understand why they did it. It feels like they like having that stretch the field kind of guy, you know, that old John Brown role, Nick, in the offense. They like a guy that has some speed. Deontay Hardy yeah. has, yep, Deontay Hardy has speed. Uh, the guy that can keep the defense honest down the field, hit those big plays. But for me, it's like, I don't really need a, like a specialist to come in and hit big plays if I'm, if I'm the, like, we have Josh Allen, we have Stephon Diggs, we have Gabe Davis. We have no problem hitting big plays in Buffalo. Like I, I don't know. I don't need that specialist. I know Deontay Hardy will help you in the return game a little bit. And uh, we talked about Isaiah McKenzie getting released. And well, M- McKenzie spent his. It seemed like he spent most of his Bills tenure in the doghouse, Sean McDermott's doghouse, anyway. So maybe it's uh, it's a replacement for him. Uh, but for me, I look at Deontay Hardy, and it's just like. The dude never really caught on in New Orleans, and he had a ton of opportunity there, right? The Saints, kind of like a revolving door, Nick, at wide receiver. Michael Thomas could not stay healthy the last several years. They brought in Jarvis Landry. He could not stay healthy. It's been this uh, who Marquez Calloway, and then it was uh, Traquan Smith, and then uh, Deontay Hardy, but it was this Rashid uh, Shahid kid and Chris Olave, the two rookies, one a, a much more touted rookie than the other, Olave, the big guy. And then Rashid Shahid kind of comes out of nowhere. Those are the guys that were the go-to weapons for the Saints last year um, as they missed the playoffs. It wasn't Deontay Hardy. So I don't know. He he didn't catch on in New Orleans despite a bunch of opportunities. So I have a hard time having you know seeing him come in here and you know setting the world on fire with the Bills. Now, Josh Allen, big upgrade than Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, uh who, who's the Taysom, Taysom Hill, <laughs> whatever, whoever's throwing the football in New Orleans. I get that. Uh, but yeah, I don't see Deontay Hardy coming in here and lighting the world on fire is what is kind of what I'm saying. So this move didn't like I think the impact of Damian Harris would be felt more than Deontay Harris Hardy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious on it. I'm curious on it myself. Um, I think, you know, you're looking for an upgrade on someone that can play the Isaiah McKenzie role. Um, I, I don't know just for how much you're paying him. I don't really know if this is totally the, the upgrade that was. I guess warranted. Um, they're paying them, I think, about five million for the season. A uh, bit of a pay upgrade from from uh, McKenzie, and I guess you can argue two things here. One, you know, maybe you get what you pay for. You know, they're paying almost bare bones for McKenzie. Not a lot. We're not a big hook for him. Um, just the way the Bills structured the deal, 
I think he signed a two-year deal last year. It's the way it was structured. It was basically like a one-year deal, and they could get out of it after this year, have some cap savings. Speaking of, they can do the exact same thing with Deontay Hardy, uh, making about $5 million guaranteed this year, and then they, they'll save a few million if they don't they don't want him after this year. Um, I think it's this year. I think it's a two-year deal. But, yeah, at some point there's cap savings at the end of the deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, so maybe if you want to make the case, all right, well, they're paying this guy because they saw something in him. Um, you know, you see reports that come out, oh, there's teams bidding for him. That's why the Bills had to pay so much, you know. Well, you know, I'm sure the team or the agent can, can you know, feed that to some kind of reporter or writer and make it make that sound pretty legit. But who, who the heck knows, to be honest. Um, I just hope that payday works out for him. But I will say he did have some opportunity in New Orleans. But, I mean, I think an even better opportunity for the guy it would be with a team like Buffalo because, you know, Sure, they had some players go down in the within the Saints system there and the Saints offense, and and uh, we had some uh, we had some opportunity in front of us. But uh, if you're going to get some snaps, and the opposing defense is looking at Stefan Diggs, and the opposing defense is looking at Dawson Knox, and they're looking at even Gabe Davis to an extent, and even worrying that you got Josh Allen that he can run. Well, maybe maybe this Deontay Hardy can you know take the top off or something like that. Apparently, he's a pretty quick guy, small, quick, shifty guy. Maybe that's a better opportunity for you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's <laughs> that's the one thing I can see in the silver lining here is, you know, now he's playing with no disrespect to Michael Thomas. Guy can't stay on the field. It's just that's how his career has gone. I think he knows that. I think we all know that. Um, Stefan Diggs uh, seemingly never gets off the field. So not not the worst case if you're trying to make your 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 name. And I think, too, his, his underdog story is appealing as well. I'll give him that. You know, I went to Assumption College is, is what it was called. Division two prospect. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'll give him that. And he wasn't, he was an all pro returner, but I mean, really, I mean, he was injured all of last year and he played four games and he had like two targets and two catches last year through four games. That was the part where I went, Ooh, what yeah. happened in those four games? Man? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think opportunity in Buffalo is a lot different than opportunity in New Orleans. So I'm buying that, but I, I want to get your take on, on this question because when this happened, right, Deontay Hardy in uh, Isaiah McKenzie out, I immediately thought, okay, well, Khalil, Sha- uh, Khalil Shakir just won. This is this is a win for Khalil Shakir. Like we saw him step into the slot when McKenzie wasn't McKenzie injured right around the the playoff first playoff game or the only playoff game. Did we we didn't win a playoff game last year, did we? Oh Jesus! Uh, uh, um, the uh, Dolphins first round and then beat it the Dolphins, right? The... Beat the Dolphins. So I think McKenzie missed that game. If I if I'm not um, remembering it correctly. Uh, my apologies, but I just remember Shakir stepping into the slot role when McKenzie missed time or when McKenzie, again, was hanging out in McDermott's doghouse for whatever reason, fumbling or whatever he was doing, dropping the football. Uh, I don't know. That's immediately what I thought, because I don't think Deontay Hardy is like your every your every down slot guy. I, I just don't think he profiles as that. I think he's more of like a, a specialist, uh, maybe like the John Brown role and helping special teams. Maybe I'm wrong, Nick, but I thought Khalil Shakir was the big winner here and that they're going to give him an opportunity. Do you see that happening? I will say you were correct. He did not play against the Dolphins. Uh, he was injured for that. Yes, you're, you are correct. Okay. I thought I remember that. Um, but then the second game is when he came back, but he only played 17 snaps. I don't know if he got hurt again. It doesn't look like it is. He just probably only got uh, two. Well, it was like 14 two. to nothing after like two seconds in that game. Yes, so it wasn't really ideal uh, for him or anyone to perform for the Bills. But yeah, I know that the one thing I think Deontay Hardy will do for the Bills that maybe they weren't sold on that Khalil Shakur could do that Isaiah McKenzie did. I think that almost was like a, a 
a little poem there for you by the way i said that i like that but um the uh it is um hardy has he has some some experience with those jet sweeps i think maybe he might be able to do that for the bills um which is kind of a big role more so a year or two ago which mckenzie used to do take the get in the backfield take those jet sweeps but yeah i i think to your point i think it is going to be a mixture of those two guys right because I don't know. You just have to take such a grain of salt with with the bills and and what they say. Um, I know that I am the forever person that reminds people of this, but you know, once upon a time, I know, I know, I know that Brandon Bean gets to that microphone a couple times in a year, and you're like, it's like, wow, he's so candid. He never would lie to us. Well, you know, he was the Bills GM that went to that microphone and said, "We're not cutting or trading Lashawn McCoy," only to cut Lashawn McCoy like a few <laughs> months later. So there is that. There is that. I will say that. So, yeah, I think I, Hardy, I, it's just we got to see what the plan is for him, right? And unfortunately, I really don't even think the Bills are going to unveil that until maybe like opening day. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, your classic preseason vanilla. Don't even show him a thing. Don't play Josh Allen. Kyle Allen's going to be the MVP. Wow, we haven't even mentioned the signing of the year, right, Kyle Allen? Yeah, Allen. I was saying key additions. Key additions, Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Josh Allen's best friend, I guess. But His brother. Um, his Literally his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, they're 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 like super tight. But um, yeah, uh, Hardy. It's it's just gonna be interesting to see. I mean, he's a little bit of a. It's that size. It's that little bit of up and down consistency in his career. I mean, what do you? Such a hard player to predict. Such a hard player. But again, I think I mentioned before that his contract is set up similarly to kind of how the Bills like to do things. Yes, they're paying him a healthy chunk in 2023, but they're really not on the hook for anything beyond that. And if they want him, then hey, they'll rework something out. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Uh, again, I, it's not his fault I'm, that I'm not in love with the move. It's not Deontay Hardy's fault. I just, I had bigger hopes for this offseason, and I know we're still a month away from the draft, so I shouldn't lose my mind yet, Nick, and I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. You know, I'm trying not to not to lose it, but I do feel like the Bills, they need to they need another weapon on offense. Um, I think they need to upgrade a wide receiver, too, specifically. I was trying to find something that could illustrate the point, because I do love Gabe Davis, and I don't think he completely sucked last year. You look at his stats, and I was like, oh, he was fine. Uh, you know, his numbers were fine. It's not like he was like the worst receiver in football last year. He was fine. But uh, so I found these rankings, these analytics rankings by 538. They're like a pro- that projection website that I think most people know about. 538 put together some analytics on the wide receivers and put together a ranking. And what they did is they rated every player by their ability to A, get open, B, catch the ball, and C, run after the catch. So they put all those metrics together after figuring out that number, however they figured it out, and then put it all together and spit out the number. We'll, the, we'll give them that one. The top of the list was A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, Steph Diggs. Those are the top four. So, I mean, I, I, I get it. Okay, those are four good receivers right there, right? Those are um, no problems there. Way down the list was Gabe Davis, though. He, he ranked 100th on this list. Behind Isaiah McKenzie, and they included tight ends, and it was behind Dawson Knox. So, we all love Gabe Davis. We know he's bursting with potential. I think the Bills need another real weapon. I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, wide receiver, tight end. I don't know if you trade for. I mean, trade for Jerry Judy, Nick. I, I guess the Broncos are looking for a first round pick. Would you do that? Would you go in for OBJ? I know that continues to be a thing. Odell Beckham Jr. All these teams are linked to uh, OBJ, including the Bills. Maybe. Uh, but I. I feel like we just need another guy. It's not a knock on Gabe Davis. I still love Gabe Davis. Uh, but I just. We need another weapon for Josh Allen, I feel like. I just another guy that can help 
push us down the field, move the chains, get us out of bad situations. And Deontay Hardy, I'm sorry, doesn't move the needle for me there. <laughs> so I, I think that's why I don't like this move is because I'm like, all right, yeah, we got Deontay Hardy, fine. That makes the offense, add some speed to the offense. I like it. But what's next? Come on, Brandon Bean, what's next? You know what I mean? Maybe it's the draft. Maybe it's another move. But I feel like an upgrade at offensive weapon, whatever that is, continues to be high on my list. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the Bills could, I think the draft might be the area that you see something, but again, I don't know, because then you'll have Diggs, Diggs, Davis, um, Hardy, um, Shakur, there's four, and then you got the Sherfield, his uh, recent signee, special teams contributor. He is not a lot for the roster. He signed a one-year deal. Track does not have any um, any notes on his contract yet, so who knows? But those top four are probably like locked in um, to, to roster spots just by the nature of the beast. You know, rookie picks, they're they're not going to carry a lot in there on the salary cap. The Bills need that this year. The Sherfield guy, as long as his, you know, we'll see how his deal is set up, but he, he contributes on special teams. So he's he might be your future, like Jake Kumro, fifth, sixth, seventh wide receiver. The Bills, I guess, do have room for one more. But I mean, are you gonna I mean, but then you are you gonna put Khalil Shakur down as your like fifth receiver? Don't you want to give him more opportunity? What does this do for Deontay Hardy? I mean, you're gonna mix a lot of guys in and out, but I think too, yeah. I mean, if you I mean, but it's really hard to debate. I mean, if you got another guy in across from Stefan Diggs and you mixed in packages where Gabe Davis was the three where he thrived two years ago, where you got mm. this Deontay Hardy who can do a lot of things. I mean, geez, that is tempting, huh? That is tempting for, for you know, maybe don't throw the ball 50 times again in a game, Ken Dorsey, like you did last year. But, you know, that's that's quite a, it's, it's quite an offense that you want your quarterback throwing the ball, and especially when he's a guy like Josh Allen. You want him throwing the ball a lot in general. But, what, man, imagine imagine a first-round first rookie in this offense. Uh, I mean, those are going to be high expectations for that player. But, phew, yeah, it, it's very tempting. I think I think you're onto something, but uh, – yeah, and, and, and another thing to kind of keep in mind here, here Ryan, to to not turn it too much is the Bills. They they have not re-signed um, Tommy Sweeney, who's probably their second tight end. Um, I mean, they did they did last year try the OJ Howard experiment, so they were kind of going with the hey, remember the Patriots when they did this a couple times? Maybe we can have a couple good tight ends. Because you know, it didn't work out, but they thought about it. Maybe that's a route they could take too, is in terms of you know adding another playmaker. Yeah, tight end's supposed to be uh, deep in the in the draft this year. Uh, I'm I'm not a draft guru by any means. I guess we got to rely on Mel Kiper there. And it sounds it sounds like he's tired, Nick, from some of his latest. Uh, he's had a, he's had a day. <laughs> yeah, he's tired. Uh, yeah, and I thought that was an interesting way to put it. I, I like your take there. Just looking at the depth chart and what spots will be available and. I'm not, like I said, I'm not in love with the Deontay Hardy move. And if he is the only move to add to wide receiver and they don't make a, a move at tight end or something, they don't add another weapon, then I'll, I'll hate it. I'm just not going to be happy because I just think you have to you have to do something to keep pace here with some of these other teams. Again, the Jets might have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Dolphins aren't going away. The Chiefs aren't going away. The Bengals aren't going away. Uh, my Patriots might get Lamar Jackson, Nick. I'm just kidding. That's probably not going to yes. happen. But yes, okay. <laughs> but um, so anyway. yeah, so that's just I, I'm hoping for that. Will it fit under their plan? I don't know. Uh, but I want to sh- shift gears a little bit. I just just really quick, Nick. I just want to hit this because I have some thoughts on it, and I want to get your take as well. Uh, to the defensive side of the football, we mentioned they re-signed Milano. Good. Jordan Poyer's back. 
good. Dane Jackson, yes. Uh, fan and team favorite Dane Jackson. But in terms of the coaching, now this Leslie Frazier's taking the year off. We haven't talked since this uh, became out there. I don't believe. I think this came during our little hiatus, our February hiatus. Yes. yes. So Leslie Frazier's taking the year off. And it sounds more and more like Sean McDermott's going to do the old Rex Ryan thing where he's going to call the defense. And just in general here, before I like give my take on this, Nick, like I, I don't like this approach. I like my coach to be the guy that runs the whole gamut, you know, the, the game, like manage the game, manage the clock, all three phases, get on the headset. If you want to change a play on offense, do it. If you want to change the play on D, if you want to make an adjustment on special teams, like you're, you're in the whole thing. Uh, and unless you're like Andy Reid or Sean McVay or one of these guys that has earned the right to bury your face in the play sheet, uh, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, so, and here's the other thing. I also, I don't love it with this coach specifically, Sean McDermott. I don't love it with him. If he, if this is really what it's, I don't want to get him in trouble for something he hasn't done yet, but if this is the way they go, Nick, like we talked during the season, like, yeah, (laughs) you know me. We talked during the season that maybe we don't criticize Sean McDermott enough. I know he's one of these guys. There, there are a few of them that can walk across the water, as you like to say, like he can walk across Niagara Falls right into Canada. Um, Sean McDermott is one of these guys and he's earned that. That's one. But I've seen it. I think there's, I think there's a real weakness in his game. I think it's in the minutia. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he's one of the best coaches, but in the minutia, there's something there that he hasn't quite figured out yet. He hasn't quite buttoned it up. I mean, the bills, they have not been a good, a, a great situational football team the past couple seasons. They don't manage games super well when they do lose, we could get on here, Nick, and pick apart two or three or four or even more small details in critical situations that were botched. And I just don't, how much of that gets better with when McDermott's taking more on his plate? You know what I mean? So that's, I don't know, yeah. this whole little story about Leslie Frazier taking the year off. They're not going to get another defensive coordinator. Sean McDermott might call the plays. I was like, I, I don't, I don't like this at all. It is interesting to say the least of an idea. Um, because like you said, I mean, his his you, you don't even really need the minutia of what is his record on challenges and, and in-game decisions, but they're not great. <laughs> like, oh. The Bills have not been good in those scenarios, and now the guy pulling the trigger on those is going to be doing even more. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I think that maybe, yeah, you're right, that maybe he should, he should focus on that, but um, – Hey, you know, they get paid a lot of money to do these things, but I will say the bills have at least in the past. Yes. Sean McDermott work. We're kind of um, leaning on this. Uh, you know, he was a defensive coordinator before he knows how to do it, blah, blah, blah. But I think a time or two, he has taken plays from Leslie Frazier. He gives it right back kind of like right after the game or something. He doesn't like what's going on. So he calls the defense, whatever um, they've done that a time or two. So he does have this little bit of experience, but doing it for the long haul, it's like, that's tough. That's tough to see. Um, but I, the, but if it is Sean McDermott, okay. But the Bills haven't totally, I guess, uh, given up or said it was him or given up the option of it being someone else. Right. There is Eric Washington, the defensive line coach, who was a defensive coordinator, I believe. And maybe there's someone else on the defense who was a defensive coordinator. I don't know if they're gonna. that's going to come with the promotion or what, but... Um, yeah, I mean, just the, the moving parts here, and I will say, like, on on just the Leslie Frazier aspect of this specifically. I mean, I'm, Buffalo's gonna they're gonna get what they they wish for. Some of these some of these fans uh, calling for Leslie Frazier's head. I know the worst the worst defensive coordinator that I've ever heard of 
that only lost three games. I swear to <laughs> yeah. you, some um, of the reaction that we're getting and the games he lost against what the Chiefs, the Bengals, just a couple of slouches there. The Dolphins, I think the Bills, I mean, they lost to the Jets. I think sure, a poor game. I think that was more that was more the offense. It seemed like that game where Allen ended up hurting his elbow late. Definitely, the Jets but, dominated the second half on defense in that game. Yeah, yeah, the big defensive effort by the Jets. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, you're gonna get what you wish for. That's that's, uh, and then the players loved him too. So, yeah, it's gonna be. I think that Leslie Frazier very underrated. Um, I think there's a reason that a lot of people around the NFL really highly praised guy. So we're gonna see. And, and I, I think, me for me, if you if you want me to give the off season hot take, I think Sean McDermott is biting off a, a lot. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see even just for the heck of it. Okay, so first preseason game, Sean McDermott calling plays. Maybe the second one, they give it to Eric Washington. Just give it, just give him that feeling. Third game, they kind of maybe even see how we like, how do we feel in those first two, whatever. Or even if the plan is McDermott's going to call plays, just give it to Eric Washington a time or two, just because what if this doesn't work out? What if they need to switch to someone else? I think that that is probably something that we will see. Because I, because I, I will give the Bills sometimes they are pretty, pretty, pretty smart with their overthinking, overanalyzing of things. Um, you know, they, they even they just signed this Connor McGovern. They're like, oh, yeah, the first thing they say is, oh yeah, we talked to him a lot at the combine when he came out. Like we, we know who he was from there. We looked back on his notes from that time. They do do their due. They joke around and say they're doing their due diligence on everything. You know, OBJ, they did their due diligence, whatever the whatever the hell that means. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think we will see something like that. And do the Bills keep their hands? Close to the chest leading up to opening day. Like, we don't know who's going to call the plays until opening day. I honestly would not be shocked, Ryan. I would not be shocked if this organization pulls that off saying, <laughs> I don't know who's going to look. You know, we switched it a couple times in preseason. We'll see. It's an in house discussion. Who knows? It's like what I, it's I can like, see that. Ha- I can see that happening. It's exactly what Bill Belichick did with like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge last year with his offensive coordinator. Drove the New England media crazy out here. Are so pissed off. They're like, Bill, Bill, who's calling your plays? He's like, I know, we'll see. You know, so, yeah, so maybe the yeah. Bills do that. But for me, it's just like, we're trying to get over the hump here. We're trying to get over the hump of the Super Bowl. And Brandon Bean's been telling us not to expect a big splash signing like Von Miller. And he's throwing the salary cap in our face. And yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, the Bills did spend a lot of money last year in real cash. They're up there again on the list this year. I looked it up before the, before the show, Nick. They're fourth already. In 2023, real cash spending, they're already fourth. Fourth, they're over two hundred thirty-eight million that they're yep. paying already this year. So th- there is there is a real. It's not a reset, but it's it's almost a reset of the books, right? They are there is something going on here in terms of the real money coming out of Buffalo. They they are trying to hit the reset button. That's why this has been a slow start to free agency. We get it, but we're trying to get over the hump here. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl. I, putting more on Sean McDermott's plate doesn't seem like that's a, a good thing to me. Yeah, yeah all, I think in okay. terms of two, Ryan, the, there there has to be a little bit of an aspect of, you know, you see a team like Los Angeles, they go all in and now they're blowing it up. Um, but Los Angeles isn't Buffalo. Like, I mean, the Bills will get their fans, but they kind of need this. I, I feel like I'm not saying ownership is like meddling or anything. Like, I'm not saying that. But I think the status, keeping the status quo that the Bills are at least solid, I think from the team aspect, they want to be in it every year. Makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe last year you can argue they went all in, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Bills will ever go just all in and go, you know, 
go to the wall with it and and it's this year or nothing because i think just from a market standpoint they they always want to be viable because i mean for so long this team was not viable at all it was like the worst frank franchise because it was i mean i'm I'm laughing, but you know when you go through a 20 year playoff guy, what the hell else is going to happen with Tom Brady's jock strap just on top of your helmet for yeah, years? Yeah, yeah no, 100. percent uh, Yeah, no, I I know the Bills and the Rams get compared a lot. Um, the the big difference, I know the Rams. I get it. The Rams are tearing it down. The Bills, Brandon Bean, they don't want to be that team that has to tear it down. I I totally get that. But the Rams, I know it netted them a Super Bowl, so I'm not going to call them stupid. I used to, but they won the Super Bowl, so now I can't do it, Nick. Unfortunately. <laughs> The Rams did it differently where they traded draft picks and took on bad contracts, right? They traded first round pick after first round pick. Oh, we got to get rid of Jared Goff. Let's get Matt Stafford. All right. So they trade for Matt Stafford, multiple first round picks, pay him a bunch of money. They trade for Von Miller, give up more picks. They trade for, I think they traded for Jalen Ramsey, if I'm not mistaken, or did they sign him? Either way, draft capital, they got him, big money. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Draft capital, big money, draft capital, big money, where then after you win the Super Bowl, you're like, Oh crap, we have no draft picks and we're have cap situation here. So then you have to tear it down. That makes sense. The Bills, they don't trade their draft picks. Good for them, right? They have they have all their picks. They have all their picks this year, but the seventh rounder, but they have two fifths, and then next year they have all seven picks. So the Bills that they have not given up their future draft capital. They're not going to be in a situation where they have to tear it down. Maybe they find themselves in a situation like the Chiefs were in where they let Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill go to get draft draft picks back and then kind of reset in the draft a little bit and draft that could happen they're never gonna have to tear it down don't don't listen to everything brandon bean tells you again nick i like what you said earlier the grain of salt i got a little grain of salt with me here when it comes to brandon bean telling me that they're gonna they might have to tear it down yeah. if they sign a no, big yeah, they were never gonna trade they're never gonna get rid of like, like sean mccoy never forget that. <laughs> exactly yeah he never he was never gonna leave and then about two months later he was no longer on the team <sighs> I mean, they wasn't traded they didn't get some they didn't get some deal that was too hard to say no they just thought devin singletary was good enough <laughs> that was it. But you said earlier, yes, when I said, you know, how you feeling about the Bills, and you said, eh, Super Bowl. Uh, and I, that's <laughs> yeah. really, that's where I've been with this team, man. The last couple of years, I, I've had them winning the Super Bowl. I thought it was their time. It felt like it last year. When they when they made the move for Von Miller, I was like, okay, here we go. It's, the, it's now or never. And it, the season started off strong, and it was like, here we go. And they beat the Chiefs, and it was like, okay, it's their time. And then we all know what happened. Uh, right now, a month before the draft here, speaking, like I'm, I'm more down on the Bills than I've been the past couple seasons. Doesn't mean I think they're going to suck. Uh, I just feel like where they're at right now, there's teams around them appear to be getting better again, especially in the AFC East. And the Bills are, they're not tearing it down. They're not really hitting the reset button, but they are kind of treading water a little bit right now, Nick. And it, it, it makes me a little nervous because the status quo of not has not been enough in recent years to get over the hump. And I, I'm, I'm less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in terms of where we were at at this time last year, I'm less on them winning the Super Bowl than I was uh, this year. I feel like it's a it's more of a climb, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I want the yeah, Bills I to th- get there. I think it is more of a cl- I think it is more of a climb, and I think it, a lot just has to do with you know how you replace Tremaine Edmonds. Um, again, we start off the show with that. I think that's not just a big move because he's the you know quote-unquote quarterback of the defense in the middle there, calling the plays. He had had a lot of experience in that system, but it's just the Bills run a nickel defense. They only have two linebackers out there. Those guys got a lot of responsibility because of that. Um, so that's going to be an important piece to address. Um, and then the, the Bills are really, I mean, to your point, status quo, they're really depending on a lot of guys just internally to get better, if you will. Um, 
Gabe Davis guy we talked about a lot. Sure, he had an ankle injury early, but throughout the year, he just never seemed to improve. Drop problems. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think he's coming into his rookie, rookie end of his rookie deal, uh, final year of his rookie contract. Um, then you got Spencer Brown, right tackle. All right, Bills are saying that he was hurt last year too. All right, well, let's see this year. Is he going to be hurt again? Are we going to blame the back injuries again? Um, Kyrie Elam, first round rookie. Why? Why are we talking about Christian Benford so much when he was the sixth round rookie? Shouldn't have been the case. Right. But we'll see. We'll see a lot of in-house improvement. We can even go Tre'Davious White. I mean, his knee, he was good still last year. He 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 is not yet back to those great levels. Uh, I think everyone can agree, and it's not even you know a knock on him. The guy's knee was repaired um it's to- totally reasonable can he get back that help out a lot um so yeah a lot of hopeful in-house improvements for the bills and um maybe it's the perfect storm though if you want me to be optimistic nick maybe it's the perfect storm i'm sure the bills are plenty pissed off that uh you know a lot of people are going oh all right the Bengals are better than us now okay the Bengals are better oh okay we never beat the chiefs huh we never beat them we didn't beat them in the past you forgot about that that's what i'd be doing if i was sean mcdermott which i can almost guarantee that that's exactly what he's going to be saying um, from rookie OTAs till whenever their last game is next year, whether it be the Super Bowl or week 18, uh, he's going to be saying that uh, to, to motivate these guys because uh, I mean, quite frankly, the bills, if we're looking at last year, Ryan, we, we were saying, you know, maybe Super Bowl favorite for you last year. When did the bills play better? They played better when they were this team that was not supposed to go exactly. there. Exactly. They're not supposed to go there next year. So uh, I will off. give them that. They do they do they do enjoy this underdog, you know, the whole uh Buffalo versus the world type type mantra and not that they're back there. I mean, for God's sakes, they're not the Houston Texans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It just feels um, like but, it. When they're when they're fourth in the Super Bowl odds, it's like, oh, we're the we're the Texans. We suck. Yeah, that's and, and that is the spin zone that they are gonna get in that locker room and I mean, why the heck not? I mean, it probably, probably is going to work. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably going to work. Probably going to see. I, I haven't looked at their over-under yet for the for the year. I'm guaranteeing that that's probably not out yet. But, um, I mean, double-digit wins, I think, is still in the books for this team. Uh, but, yeah, that division is going to be interesting. going to be very interesting. And, I mean, under the radar, honestly, probably the biggest move in the division is Matt Patricia is not calling plays anymore for that <laughs> offense. So yeah. To be yeah. honest. Billy O'Brien. The biggest, the biggest upgrade is Billy O'Brien coming back to New England. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, what the hell were they doing last year with, <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, with that? But uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of upgrades around, and uh, we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to New York yet, and and even that, you know, I, you know, I have I have Jets fans in my life based on where I live, and you know, we get it, we get it. You're going to the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah, defensives have have never taken a step back. Thirty uh, nine year olds have never been bad in football. You're right. Same right. thing we'll the Broncos see. fans are saying. Last, same thing Broncos fans are saying last offseason when they got Russell Wilson. Thank you. Took the, took the words out of my mouth. There Sorry about go. that. Sorry about that, buddy. No, I mean I think no offense to the Bills, but the Jets might be the most interesting team uh, in the world right now. They they are if Aaron Rodgers comes and all his his baggage. Uh, and you got like Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator who flamed out as the coach of the Broncos. And there's just all kinds of stuff going on in the Jets. Them kind of selling their soul to get Aaron Rodgers, giving up on and Zach Wilson. He's, he's like, the memes are coming up that are like, I'm in Green Bay. I need better weapons. I'm with the Jets. I need all the same weapons I had in Green it's, Bay. It's like, what? <laughs> I Sometimes lost you it. see a meme and you're like, wow, that's actually real. <laughs> when it went out there that he wanted Mercedes Lewis back, I'm like, guys, you got to be, you got to be crapping me here. Mercedes Lewis, come on. Yeah, and 
And a lot of uh, a lot of these Jets fans are like, you know, oh, it's great, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have him as their third string blocking tight end, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, do you really think? Do you really think that this guy is gonna make you sign them to make them the fourth string guy that he just hangs out with? No, he's gonna want to throw the damn ball to Randall Cobb. <laughs> yes. He's got pretty eyes, Randall Cobb. I'll give him it. I'll give him it. I don't know. I don't think he can, you know, do what he what he wants to do anymore. But uh, yeah, um, Elm Lazard now too. It's like okay. All right, I never, you know, Alan Lazaro was like a number one receiver for like a year and like didn't really pop off with Rogers, but okay. And they've right, got these we'll like see. good young receivers like Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. It's just like, no, we're, we want, I want Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Yeah, it's like, what? Like you already objectively have better options in New York there right now. <laughs> yes, but, yeah, they do. The they do. Uh, they're going to be like, all right, Aaron, we got Alan Lazard. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I think it's too. I mean, you, 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 Every every everyone forgets a lot of the time too, just with football in general. Um, other sports, of course, too, but football is like the number one where coaching matters so much and it how successful a team is. Yes, they're getting Nathaniel Hackett back, but it's still a different team, it's still a different environment. It's still, you know, I know you love, you know, uh I know you love uh Green Bay, Wisconsin, Aaron, but you know, you're going to the big apple. Like if you if you're mad, if you're mad at Adam Schefter now. Just wait. Yeah, just yeah, wait. Yeah, there will be a little bit more media at your games going forward. I think, uh, and a little bit more yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more aggressive than they are out there just in the. A little, just a the, little. So we'll see if that works out. But I mean, the division is definitely getting better. No doubt about it. I mean, um, I I personally think that Jalen Ramsey is one of the most overrated players in the NFL. Same. I think he's very good. Same. But oh my gosh, it's like the guy just talks and he's good. I mean, I've seen him play against the Bills and like he's like zero four against Josh Allen in his career. I'm like, wait. And I even say it to Cam, our our uh, the Rams wire uh, editor. I just think he's so overrated. I think he's good. He's good. Okay, that doesn't mean he's the best. He's not God's gift to the position of cornerback, like he kind of says. And and kind of folks are like, oh, okay, I guess you are then if you say so. I just I don't see it there. I think he's good, but um, you know, and and you know me, I'm not one to, to come on a podcast here with you, Ryan, and just be like the Bills are the best, and Josh Allen can walk over Niagara Falls, but. I mean, if Jalen Ramsey is standing in his way, yes, he can walk over Niagara Falls. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, all I gotta say, and you mentioned Ramsey, so he he got traded to the the Dolphins. You know who was in you know a throw in in that trade? Tight end Hunter Long, who me back in my day as a newspaper reporter here in New Hampshire, I used to cover this kid. He he played at Exeter High School there in New go. Hampshire, little public school in little New Hampshire. Hunter Long played for uh, played for Exeter High School. They they ran the wing T, Nick. The wing T, he was a tight end. Ooh. Somehow he got uh, recruited to Boston College as a tight end, and he had himself a good career at Boston College, and he got drafted by the Dolphins in the third round and um, traded to uh, you know, traded to the Rams. Traded to the Rams, Hunter Long. I covered that kid. Ended up in Shows the Shows you how famous I am. The, and now the Patriots have uh, Gusecki. <laughs> they do. They do. Things just coming full circle. Full circle. Huh? AFC East for just, you. just thought you'd enjoy how it, that shows how famous I am. I, I covered a player, um, you know. One on one, one on one interviews after the high school game. You know what I mean with Hunter Long. Um, so. Think you guys have a good nickname for each other? <laughs> hey, Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We weren't that tight. We weren't that <laughs> no, tight. No, no. He he doesn't know my name. No. But but I think one of my old articles are linked on his um, Wikipedia page, which I thought was kind of cool. So folks can go check that out if they want. Um, but these are Bills fans listening, so they don't give a crap. But if you've listened this long, we know you love us and we appreciate and love you back. Uh, Nick, man, it was great catching up. Are uh, you expecting the Bills to do anything here in the second wave, or are you going back on vacation? 
a vacation. No, but um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we're going to see the Bills fill out a couple spots here. I'm interested to see if maybe they bring in, you know, some kind of middle linebacker competition, a veteran, savvy kind of guy. I don't Has Bobby Wagner signed yet? I don't think he has, but don't I don't think, think so. that that's going to, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying Bobby Wagner as in I don't think they're going to land somebody with the, uh, you know, Bobby Wagner prowess. Um, but yeah, you never know. I think maybe they can get someone uh, get someone uh, to build in the competition there for sure. Um, interested to see if they do anything at uh, the defensive line. Um, I guess invested so much in that area just for it to be pretty much average unless Von Miller's there, which again, Von Miller can be added to any defensive line and make it at least average. Um, the worst in the league, he'd make it pretty good. Yes. Um, and yeah, and of course, as we mentioned, that wide receiver position, there's a lot of question marks for the Bills. Um, uh, I'm interested to see for sure. So I, I would guess probably that middle linebacker, they got to bring in some kind of veteran competition because really right now it's like Terrell Dodson. Like that's really it. Yep. I mean, they got, they got Terrell Bernard again, third round rookie, but he just looks like the Matt Milano backup. Um, which is interesting to make a third round pick that unless he balked up over the summer and he's just like shredded and he comes in the training camp and he just looks physically like Jermaine Edmonds. And I'm like, okay, he'll, he'll be the middle linebacker. Sure. Um, Bail inspector, uh, undersized guy who again is probably more of a Milano backup from Clemson seventh round pick. So like, there's gotta be a veteran brought in there. So I'm really interested to see how that works out. And of course, I mean, come on, we're all football fans here. We love the sexy plays. Let's see that wide receiver. Let's see that new playmaker. Come on, come on over. Right. Give That's it to me. Fun. So those those I think are going to come. But I I'm I'm hankering for a, a, a top rookie. I think that'll be pretty fun. That'll be fun to write about at least. So at least do that for me, Brandon. Mean, come on. <laughs> for sure, we'll be watching for that. Keep uh, just just watch for Nick Wilton stuff on the Bills Wire. Everything's chronicled right there. Shameless plug, like we like to do there, Nick. But uh, hey, man, thank you. I forgot to do it. Yeah, great, great, uh, great catching up, man. It's always fun. And I guess we'll have to get back on here soon to talk draft. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, please, please, everyone go to uh, Bill's Wire. And we appreciate all your listens, especially if you're here this long. (laughs) 100%. Again, we love you back. Uh, For Nick, I'm Ryan. We'll catch you next time. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.